0: podcast listeners welcome to chris and tom's youth group podcast the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better my name is chris morphew i'm here with tom french um i didn't do the full intro because we re-recorded and i got bored of hearing myself talk but we're both youth leaders and we're going to talk about youth group how was youth group on friday tom
1: yeah it was good it was good are we just going getting straight into it we're no discussion oh, about kids' to. names that you've you've taught?
0: Well, I have I have yet to um, find any further names for my list. I will, um, I can let you know about another exciting thing that happened on the weekend, though. It was at the youth camp that I was at. Yeah. There's been another breakthrough in urinal privacy structures. Oh, wow. Um, so with apologies to all of our listeners who don't use male public restrooms, but... Um, you know how the original is like the trough, the just being well, yeah. like the large wall-sized urinal and we mm. all just, you know, stand shoulder to shoulder and it's a free-for-all.
1: Yep. And yep. then we <laughs> were like, why been, are we doing it, that? It really is a free-for-all. It's just craziness going on in there.
0: <laughs> why are we doing that? Regular toilets are one each. What if urinals were one each? And they built the pod and you just, you know, it's the little unit that's mounted to the Mm -hmm. wall and then they were like it's still a bit weird that we're all just out here doing business together and so they put up those little like blockades between the two of them yep yep and the blockades are like probably what from like knee high to shoulder high and they just you know give you a bit of a screen at the um youth camp that i was away on this weekend the cms conference center in katoomba has recently been renovated and I'm thrilled to report, Tom, that they have upgraded to full, I would say, ankle to above the head barricades between the wow. different urinals. And so it's it's like I'm in my own little bathroom. That's, so
1: that's there that's, you go. Uh, that's like business class for we for business. <laughs> that's that's good. It's <laughs> yeah.
0: It is like one you could almost have slapped the door on the back and had a full-on cubicle. I feel like that's the one step that no one's yet had the courage to do and just say, "Look, put a put the urinal in a cubicle and be done with it."
1: Yeah, but the problem with that is that when that happens, then it just becomes the same as a women's bathroom, which is fine, except that I thought we, we were about
0: equality on this podcast. Tom, we we but we certainly if you're are not. Maybe. But one we of the
1: things that is, need to uh, you know, that, that happens is that, uh, you know, there's always a long line for the women's mm. toilets at any event and a short line at the men's toilets. And so that means that say you're at the theatre, a long line for the women's short line for the men's and you are, you know, the some, the male partner of a woman you can then go. You can be serve her by going quickly to the toilet and then getting in the very long line for the candy bar, and buying her some popcorn.
0: Oh, for a minute there, I thought that yep. you were making a habit of like waiting in the women's line for your wife oh, until she got there, which <laughs> would have that's another I,
1: another way to serve her.
0: It is a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have thought, and this is maybe a bit deep in the weeds, um, of the, public urination. The, weed, the weeds. for a youth group podcast but i would have thought the difference in time was more about the logistics of like sitting down and getting up and pants navigation and all of that yeah, i just feel like it's so more of a it. process but look anyway i don't think they need the doors because i think that most gentlemen when they are doing a, a stand-up business in a public restroom like in a regular toilet they just leave the door open
1: yeah, I never quite um, know what to do. When when there's the urinals are full but there's a free, uh, like, cubicle, I never know whether to close the door properly or leave it open to say, look, I'm not pooping, I'm just weeing, mm. and send that message mm. or close it and then and then people will be like, is he pooing or is he weeing? And they never know. And I, people will spend a lot of time wondering about what I'm up to in there.
0: Well, I... Hate to break it to you, Tom, but I actually suspect that your fellow denizens of the public <laughs> restroom are not spending as much time wondering about what you're doing in there what? as you might think. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, I don't know if yeah. we want to make um public restroom chat a regular segment of the podcast, but I think that we can was start, just...
1: start a new, new podcast. Well, Isn't Tom's pu- public urination podcast,
0: I think that might send messages. That we don't want to send. <laughs> um, so let's
1: segue into youth group then.
0: Yep. Well, I have another question, and this is oh, like right. just another observation from camp. Um, <laughs> are Christians the only people who are very keen on having a time of something? We're going to have a time of prayer now. We're going to have a time of singing. We oh, even well, someone even announced that we were going to have a time of games. Which I think I I don't know if I'd ever had a time of games. I think maybe we just had games. But (laughs) um, I was reminded again that Christians quite often like to have a time of things. Is that do regular people do that, or is that just us?
1: I don't know. I've never been a regular person to figure it out. Mm. Like, and I don't I could don't go on camp. I don't go on non-Christian camps or to non-Christian church services. But when when I'm in uh, secular environments. People don't, I don't think people say that in my experience.
0: We've never had a time of singing in assembly at school. Yeah. But we do or a, sing.
1: Or a time, or, a time, a time of, of announcements. Speeches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good point. Well, is it a, because? Is it a, like
0: because of Esther?
1: Yeah. For, for You've been for such a time as this? Yeah. Or, or um, Ecclesiastes? There's a time mm. for. Time for war, time for peace, that kind of thing. A time of know.
0: prayer and a time of games.
1: Yeah. that is, I'm pretty sure that is the proper Hebrew translation. So
0: that's okay. That's why we're doing it. It's yep. not just because we're weird. It's because it's biblical.
1: We're biblical Christians.
0: Great. Mm. Glad to hear it. Um, <laughs> do we want to talk about youth group?
1: Let's talk about youth group.
0: How was youth group on Friday since you went to it? and I, I
1: actually went. Yeah. Uh, we... We were doing our end of term fun times and we had, it was a relaxed night. We lent into the relaxed vibes. Everyone turned up in their pajamas. Uh, I wore my pajamas, which are blue with white clouds on it. Like it kind of looks like, they look like, you know, the Simpsons where, you know, at the beginning, it goes the Simpsons and the clouds parts, like the entire pajamas look like that kind of clouds and Blue skyness and uh, yeah, there was a there was, there was a pretty pretty relaxed time. We had some games for people to play. We had the fairy floss machine, which was uh, run by a man the whole time, uh, as was biblically appropriate with adults present. Um, but actually, the, the fairy floss was very popular. Like there were kids lining up all night to get fairy floss. Did you um,
0: get a go on the machine?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't get a go. Um, it's
0: there is something very fun about making fairy floss. I we had a machine at our like year 6 farewell lunch one year and I just somehow ended up being the fairy floss person and I was having a great time. Ended up with like fairy floss all the way up my arm from like wrist to elbow. So it was great.
1: We um we we got we got to keep the machine. Like the guy who bought it found it in an op shop and then he was like I don't actually want this so we now, our youth group now owns a Fairy Floss Machine. That's uh, so, an
0: investment piece right there. That's yeah.
1: fantastic. The, the only issue with things like that is you want to make sure you don't bring it out too often mm. so that it loses its excitement. We, we, there was a youth group I used to run where we had an air hockey table, but we only brought it out once a term. Yeah. So it's very popular once a term and the rest of the time. it. I reckon Fairy Floss Machine away.
0: might be like once a year even.
1: Yeah, it could be. I think it's we, a, yeah. We might bring it out at uh, the Christmas party. That mm. seems like a Christmas good party call. thing to do. Anyways, I so wonder we if that. you can
0: do some, if um, you've got between now and Christmas to figure out how to make like gingerbread flavoured fairy floss or whatever, like how you can, because <laughs> I feel like if you themed them, you could bring it out once a term and have like seasonal varieties.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, there's probably more, there's probably a lot of fairy floss art that we could figure out how to do and. Yeah. Anyway, good to have options. We'll uh, we'll we'll let you know for our like fiftieth birthday. We didn't celebrate. Oh yeah! Our happy birthday, birthday. <laughs> Tom!
0: It's our tenth birthday. This is what happens when I don't read the intro. <laughs> We're just in the ditch. Um, but happy, ah, birthday. happy what have, birthday! Have you done anything this week to celebrate our tenth podcast birthday?
1: Yeah. Look, I had a nap this afternoon. That Great. Was, yeah. Like, once you get old, you got to have those mid middle of the day naps. Yeah. So yeah, did that.
0: once you hit the ripe old age of 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Do I went away out, on okay?
0: a, another church's youth camp to celebrate our 10th birthday because I thought I'd branch out and see what everyone else is doing. But anyway, go ahead, go back to your youth group night. What did yeah, you do so besides fairy floss and pyjamas? Oh, Actually, a, I did have one other pyjama oh, yes. question for you. Do you own a specific set of pyjamas that you wear to public pajama events or do you just wear are your regular pajamas like appropriate for public?
1: I don't I don't actually get a lot of public pajama events. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> um we do pajama days at school every now and then. And so I've okay. invested in a pair of like or like a set of pajamas that is appropriate to wear. Out in a public setting all day. Yes, and so I wondered if you had the same thing. Anyway, sorry.
1: Carry on. I, well, I I have my winter pajamas. I could generally wear my summer pajamas. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't because yeah. they're just undies and a t-shirt, and yeah, mm. it, it's not appropriate. So, luckily, it's been cool in Melbourne, so I wore my long pajamas and that was good anyway we hung out we played we had some games for the kids to play like everyone brought a bunch of board games kids did youth the leaders did and we had uh, movies we i had six movies for them to choose from and they voted for them it turned out they devised a really good way of using the six square or the um the handball court where we had six squares um, to, to vote. So I'd say a movie and they could go and stand in one square and then as the, the square with the least amount of kids in it, that got knocked off the list and had to go find a next one and we had a preferential voting system until we landed Great. on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse as our movie.
0: Great call.
1: Um, it was it was good. And then, yeah, it turned out that all the girls watched Spider-Man and all the boys hung around and played chess and for most of the time and then they played another game which was like uh scumbags and warlords or emperor scum depending what Wait, state Chess Australia was their
0: game of choice on youth group board yeah game night. it was
1: yeah look
0: i mean it's a classic i guess
1: it's uh yeah that's what the kids are into these days
0: wow chess
1: and cool. uh i i got invited to play chess but i said i was no good at it i said i think I, I don't I don't even think one move ahead and one of the kids was like But you have to And I was like Yeah but I just don't know. Beyond how.
0: anything else, chess <laughs> is a two player game. Like it's true. how many chess boards did you have set out at you We had two we had two
1: chess boards. There weren't actually that many boys there as well. Okay. So I think there were five boys. Oh all right. Cool. And so there was yeah, four playing and one one would float in and out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> when it was on, and then uh, and then it turned into, yeah, like a an actual game of Scumbags and Warlords with proper cards for that, or Empress Scum. I don't know. What do you call it? Uh, any of those. Okay. I couldn't tell if it was a state-based thing or... No, I've
0: heard both of those. Okay. And I've also heard um, a title for that game that's unmentionable on <laughs> what I am still striving to maintain as a family podcast.
1: I don't know why there's whole families listening to this podcast, but that's okay. Anyway. The, Intergenerational uh... <laughs> youth ministry, Tom. That's what it's called. <laughs> anyway, the point is that was the night and it was uh, relaxed. It was fun. We had a we had a good time. Everyone was just happy to be there. And uh, that was the night. There was a bit of cleaning up to do because there was popcorn on the floor, but the kids did a good job of picking up the popcorn when we asked them to, and great, and then we said we'll see you next term, um, and that's that. Yeah, and I was thinking about uh, what my, my reflections were after the night, and uh, and actually one of the things I was thinking about was that um, those nights sometimes stress me out or make me feel slightly guilty because because we don't if we don't have any Bible teaching, I'm like what are we doing? We're just wasting mm. our time. And- wasting
0: time, building connections, <laughs> developing relationships with people that will, yeah, seems like a well, real waste of time. Ex-
1: well, even, well, even though like there's the, there's the kids playing board games, but half of them sat in a dark room and just stared at a screen for two hours. Mm. Um, but, but yes, the, the, the end point is, uh, yeah, like you don't, we don't have to teach the Bible every time we're together, even though I, there's some of my the Anglican guilt coming through in there, mm. and and also that yeah, you know, what we kind of what I what I what I talk about a lot with uh, youth leaders when we're doing training and stuff is having relational capital to to spend yeah. with young people. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so that when you've when you've got that moment to chat to them about Jesus, they know that. You've spent time investing, or spent time hanging out in a dark room watching Spider Man, um, or playing chess, or not playing chess but cheering them on, or playing Scumbags and Warlords and all that kind of stuff is means that when it comes time to teach the Bible, you've actually you've got some relational authority mm. there.
0: Oh yeah, um, and like the thing about teenagers is they're people, and so like other people, they know when you're just you know you only care about them for what you're trying to indoctrinate them into and so yeah no I think it's so legit to do stuff that's not like that is like investing in them as people and like showing that you actually care about getting to know them and that you just like enjoy spending time with them for its own sake not just in some mercenary way that's like out for one thing and of course like the greatest gift that we can offer to anyone is the good news of jesus but i think yeah like you say people are much more inclined to hear the good news of jesus from someone who they know actually cares about them
1: yeah yeah and i think the the other thing that i'm struck by is just the the a night like that is not like the other thing that sometimes we get stressed about is like oh have an attractional youth ministry and, you know, like the kids will want to come because you've got fairy floss and movies and stuff, which is to some degree that is exciting. But also once you're in year 10 and 11, you've got much more exciting things to do on a Friday night than watch, watch a movie in a church and eat fairy floss. Um But the excitement, the attraction is that you're hanging out with other, like it's the community that you get to participate in. And Mm. as we do nights like this, we're continuing to build the community so that even if it's just playing board games together or watching a movie together, that the attraction is, oh, here here we are with God's people or representatives of God's people um, getting to spend time together and be cared for and loved and be a community that I'm safe in. Mm. And, Mm. And whether they want to love and follow Jesus or not, it's a good good thing to provide for him.
0: Well, yeah, and, like, the feedback that I've got from a bunch of our youth over the years, like, even the ones that are, you know, like but I guess particularly the ones that I'm like, why do you keep coming back? And a big part of, like, if they ever do articulate a reason, so often the reason is, like, because you guys actually care about us. And I think to get to that point is, like, I think loving people is valuable for its own sake. What? Call me crazy, Tom.
1: Dro- dropping the truth bombs today, but uh, no, it's good. Mm. Tell me, tell us good. about the camp.
0: It was great. Um, I was at the Cornerstone Youth Group weekend away. Cornerstone is a um, network of, I think, seven churches, and all of their youth came together for this weekend away, or at least all the ones that could get up to Katoomba. Um, And so there were about um, 60-something kids, and then there were, like, nearly 30 leaders.
1: Woo, that's a good ratio. Tom,
0: they have about the same number of leaders as I have youth. So that was mind-blowing. And it's, like, actually this really cool thing that they've got going on where there seems to be, like, quite a strong pipeline from being a teenager in the youth group to being a young adult helping to run the youth group. And so um, really great to see that happening. And also, like, it is just it's interesting visiting another youth group and realizing, wow, your culture is very different to our culture. (laughs) Um, Like I was getting up and giving like kind of 20, 25, 30 minute talks. And they're all just like sitting there being polite, taking notes, asking questions sometimes. Like it was just like, Huh. This is not the way of things where I come from. But it's cool. Like and and I think, you know, on the flip side, um there were times when they were trying to like get their youth to um, you know, pitch in and volunteer an answer to a question or whatever, and that was like sometimes a bit like That took a bit more effort, whereas Mm -hmm. my youth group, you don't need to work very hard to get them to share their opinions. They are quite happy to do that uh, loudly and frequently. So, you know, it's like just a different vibe, but it's like super interesting to see how um, like another youth group does it. And um, Ruth, who is a listener of the podcast, and I'm not just saying that (laughs) – to i'm not just saying this because i know she's listening but like she is extraordinary like the um her capacity to lead a very large group and like there's she's got a crew around her and there's other people too and i will like i'm not going to start mentioning everybody because then i'll miss people and it'll be rude but like she as um like an organizer and just as like someone who anticipates the needs of the people in her team is just like very gifted and using those gifts to the full. And it's like a beautiful thing to see. And so one of the things that I came away reflecting on was like, man, how do I bottle some of that and just better anticipate and care for the needs of my leaders? Because it's not something that I think I do really well. Like I have a, like, because I'm, leading youth group on a volunteer basis. And so it's happening like at the end of a long week and I'm coming in mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to make this other thing happen on a Friday night. I think part of the um, kind of collateral damage of that is I don't always have enough left in the tank once I've taken care of all the youth to also take care of the leaders. And there's stuff in the works at church that's going to like, I think, improve that and make that better. But I think I just, like, I witnessed the gold standard on this camp. And so that has given me a thing to aspire to, which is really cool. Um, and also just the privilege of getting to share the gospel with with young people or, like, just kind of, like, with anyone. And I think that there's this funny thing that happens when you go and like you get invited to be the speaker, like people use your full name a lot more than usual, and they talk about you like you're um if not a big deal, then at least a bigger deal than you might otherwise be like no one like I hope that I am like liked and respected by my youth, but i'm not <laughs> like none of them are under the illusion that I'm like some kind of font of all knowledge or a big deal, I don't think um.
1: But you're, but it you're w- not Chris Murphy, the author, every time you went yeah. to youth group.
0: Well, right. And so, like, it was just that was a funny dynamic to try and, and navigate. But, like, I think just, like, having that opportunity where people are paying, like, particular attention to you because you're the visitor or whatever. Um, and, yeah, I just, like, went away being, like, I really hope I made the most of that. But it also kind of just let led me around to thinking like it's just really important for us to be making the most of every opportunity and it's exciting when you know you're presented with something that feels like a capital o opportunity like would you Mm -hmm. like to come and speak at this youth camp but actually man every friday night is an opportunity every conversation with one of our youth is an opportunity and so um i've come away feeling very tired but hoping that after the school holidays like I want to come back and just carry some of that memory with me of like what we do is like such a privilege and it's such a you know like we have so many opportunities Mm. and so it's great to like remember man the good news of Jesus is such good news we get to show up every Friday night and share it with people and I really want to like not take it for granted and not lose sight of what it's all for because i think sometimes in the hustle of like mid to late term it can just it can feel like you're grinding your way through to the end of the term but actually like man what a gift to get to do it and what a gift to have such good news to share so yeah that's my reflections from camp amen can I, also can I come- they gave me a youth group shirt for their youth group which oh. i feel like i can only ever wear as pajamas speaking of pajamas and coming back full circle apparently because i you know my youth group were not happy with me i um i wore my my youth group's hoodie to the um first session at the cornerstone thing just to like show where my true loyalties lie and i even took a photo and put it on our youth group group chat and the only response was one of our leaders Responding, okay, Google, play Trader by Olivia Rodrigo. So, <laughs> apparently, I have some uh, bridges to build in the holidays. But anyway, sorry, you were going to ask me a question.
1: I, yeah, I just wanted to come back to the uh, the the desire you have to be better caring for your leaders. Mm. Um, so, having having watched the work that Ruth does with Coniston, mm. what what's something that you're going to actually what, what do you want to put into practice with your leaders?
0: Um, I think a lot of it, to be honest, comes down to like organization and systems um, because those things give people a, uh, a level of like predictability that I think is really helpful because I think you and I are both pretty good at doing stuff on the fly um, and that's not everyone. And so when I kind of run a youth group on the fly because I can, that is less easy for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And something else that I've been talking to uh, our assistant pastor and like one of the, like he's also one of our youth leaders, is just like looking for just like the easy ways to involve people in stuff. Mm -hmm. um and to like you know if we set up a roster a few weeks in advance then people can feel like they're contributing meaningfully and they can like do stuff and that will take stuff off my plate so that i can focus on you know other things but it'll also um give everyone a bit more of a sense of like we know what's coming we know what our responsibilities are um and i probably sound like a broken record if you've listened to um all 10 episodes of this podcast which i know you have tom um but i think like nutting out some of our small group stuff and getting some of that kind of organized a bit more in advance is gonna equip our leaders with a like a bit more of what they need to really get in there and um just i guess feel confident that we're all on the same page and that we're all doing like making the most meaningful use of that time that we could. So that's a long way of saying I don't fully know yet. Um, And I feel like part of what I witnessed was like a magician doing a whole bunch of tricks. And now I've got to go back and figure out like, wow, how did, how did she do that? Um, (laughs) I want to get her on the podcast. I keep trying to um, like, I keep suggesting it to her and she keeps on pulling a face like, that does not sound like my favorite thing to do. And I think <laughs> now that I've like hyped her up, she's gonna be even less inclined. So but like Ruth, you really it'll you should. It'll be really cool.
1: Anyway. We need that we need that magic.
0: Um speak like and she would be the first to say she's only a human being and and she's got a great team around her and all of that, and that's all true. But like um Yeah. It is cool to watch people who are really like, it's cool to watch youth leaders who are better at me, better than me at doing youth group. Um, and like figuring out what I can take away from that. So I, I need to go away and have a bit more of a think about that. Um, so Tom, usually this would be the point where we talk about next week, but we're on holidays next week. We well, are actually holidays. Next week is good Friday. So we are, um, you know, observing that, but, it's not a youth group night, and it's not a youth group night for a
1: few more weeks. So it's not. Is the podcast cancelled? Yes, it's done. No, no we. Uh, I think we've got a f- few special episodes up our sleeve. Um, I th- I'm g- I'm going to interview someone, uh, another youth leader down here. So we're going to cool. hear from her and her ministry, and uh we're going to. I don't know. I think I've, we might have some other stuff. We'll see. We're we're not going to. You're not gonna get nothing in the holidays. A couple of people have
0: requested a um games and activities Bonanza episode where we just sure. share um the like our go to activities and night like theme nights and stuff like that, so maybe we can do that.
1: yep, all right. we can do that great. All I mean, right. we could
0: probably do some of this discussion just the two of us off air. We don't need to subject <laughs> the listeners to a full planning meeting um, <clears throat> at tune in the end week. of our fifteen-minute podcast.
1: Yeah, tune in next week though, and there'll be something.
0: There something sure here. will. It'll be great. Eleventh birthday, best one yet.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, is, is, it, is that us? Is it is time it time, for time our to music? play the music? Yeah, let's let's do it.
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening to Chris and Tom's Youth Group podcast. Um, we've got through a whole term of youth group together, Tom. That's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. we. Uh, good, good work, us. Congratulations. We did
0: it. And we only talked about public weeing one time. So I feel like that's good. <laughs> Head to TomFriends.com.au for all the info about him. Have a great week, everybody. And go to Chris we'll have Chris Murphy. Something
1: next week. You always leave yourself out. you, You don't have anything to say after the music finishes?
0: I was thinking usually I'd say something, but there you go. That's it. Done.